worship service here at Good Shepherd United Methodist Church as we prepare to welcome Jesus into the world. So glad that you have decided to join us here tonight, whether you're joining us here in the sanctuary or whether you are joining us from home. You're joining us from home. Just ask that you uh, like, love, or re uh, reply on the Facebook feed, or if you're watching on YouTube, you can go and comment there as well so that we know that you're attending and watching with us. We'd love to know that you are joining us from home. Again, you can watch online at belonggsumc.com. Everything that you need for worship is there. If you're at home watching, you can watch on Facebook Live or on our YouTube channel. All of our worship services here at Good Shepherd United Methodist Church are on demand. You can join us whenever or wherever by going to belonggsumc.com or to our YouTube channel. You can view any of our past services there if you would like to do so. Tomorrow from 2 to 4 p.m., you're invited to a birthday party for Jesus. It's a meal here at the church for those that need a place or want a place to go tomorrow to have some fellowship and some time together for a meal. Uh, that lunch is from 2 to 4. It's dine-in, or you can pick up a meal to go here at the church. And that's in the fellowship hall. In the fellowship hall, so you come by for that. You can see on the website or the online bulletin, you can see our poinsettia dedications for this year. You can see all of the poinsettias that have been um, purchased in memory of someone or in honor of someone. We just thank you for everybody that um, made that possible and for these uh, just important remembrances of the people that are special in our lives as we put these poinsettias out each year. Pastor Jeremy? Good evening. Are you all awake? No, no, that's okay. I understand. 11 o'clock is a powerful time to gather together. It's also a powerful time to go to sleep. So between those two, we hope to, you might find the joy of Christmas as we gather together t uh, tonight and into Christmas Day. It's the magical and special about being together in the church as that time rolls over into his birthday, actually. We welcome all of you who are here. If you're a guest with us, we're so glad that you're here. I'm Jeremy Squires, lead pastor, and we'd love for you to stop by our table of connection here in the uh, outer area outside, or if you're online, just let us know you're out there watching. We'd love to hear from you. We just had somebody at 7 o'clock that said, I've been watching every week for the last couple of months. I'm like, hey, let us know you're out there. We'd love to know that so we can help connect you. You can follow us on Facebook. You can be on Instagram. Go to belonggsumc.com. Find out all the information about our church and all these and be able to see what's going on with everything that's happening here. So as we gather this, this night and into this next morning, we prepare ourselves. And one of the scriptures that we hear is called to worship in your bulletin and on the screen. I would invite you to, to really say it like as if you were the angels giving this great joy to the shepherds themselves. So let's join together in unison in this call to worship. Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you. You shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. Excellent.
Would you stand with me for our litany? It will be on the screen or it's on your bulletin. Have you heard? Something extraordinary has happened. People of God, these are not rumors. For unto us is born this night in Bethlehem, Christ the Lord. This is good news of great joy, which is coming to all people. Let us go see this Savior of God and bring gifts of praise. Let us go to Bethlehem.
Tonight is the eve of Christmas. Tonight we light the three purple candles and the pink candle. The first Sunday we lit the candle of hope. The second Sunday we lit the candle of peace. On the third Sunday we lit the candle of joy. On the fourth Sunday we lit the candle of love. Tonight Tonight, we also light the center candle. This candle represents Jesus. When we light this candle, we remember Jesus' birth. Our waiting has ended. When we look at the center candle, we remember that God sent Jesus to give hope, peace, joy, and love to all people. Outside of Bethlehem, the shepherds saw a great light and heard the voices of angels. They traveled to the manger and saw the babe, Jesus. Luke 2, 15-20 When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child, and all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen which were just as they had been told. Later, far away from Bethlehem, wise men will see a star in the sky. They will follow the star and be filled with joy when they find Jesus as a child and worship him with their treasures. They will remind us that the gift of Jesus was not just sent for the people in one place, but for all of us. It's amazing to think of these persistent travelers who were determined to find Jesus. They traveled with hope and faith in the promise that they would find the new king. What are the people in our world who need to know of God's promises? What are our hopes this Christmas for our world? How can we help people remember God's promises after Christmas Day is over? Please join us with the lighting of the Christ Candle Liturgy found both in your bulletin and on the screen. Unto us a child is born. Unto us a son is given. God brought light into every darkness. The promises of God are fulfilled. Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. We hear even today a chorus of angels bringing good news of great joy of all people. We light the candle of Christ, witness to the Savior who is Christ the Lord. Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace among those who need favors. Let us pray. 
Dear God, thank you for your son Jesus. Thank you, God, for sending Jesus for all people, not just for those in one place at one time. On this Christmas Eve, help us remember and rejoice again because Jesus was born. May we live every day remembering your love and care and showing that we love and care for others. Amen. Bleak Midwinter is one of my uh, favorite uh, Christmas Eve type songs. I like it because it's a song that doesn't speak of the same way that Christmas carols do and that sort of thing. It, it seems to be more of a song of a homeless couple having giving birth to a baby, shepherds in the fields struggling to survive in just the way it all kind of comes alive in this song. And It's been around quite a while, Christina Rossetti. And uh, music by Holtz actually wrote the planets. So it's a great song. So we always like to do it on 11 o'clock on Christmas Eve.
that's what Jesus wants from us is indeed our hearts. Some of the things that we give from our hearts come from different directions. In the United Methodist tradition, we, we talk about our prayers and our presence and our financial gifts and our service and our witness. These are the things that we commit and covenant to together. As we think about those things, prayer is always a really important thing. Martin Luther said to be a Christian without prayer is no more possible than to be alive without breathing. Imagine if you, every time you breathed in, you were in a praying spirit with God, how much that would be better in our lives. Our presence to gather together and to, to be here, you may not remember, and especially that last year we couldn't gather like this. Last year there were eight of us in this room looking at a camera and doing everything on Christmas Eve that two days before we thought we'd be able to gather. We're excited to be able to gather each one of you and to be able to come together and be in community. It's a big deal. And I'm thankful for that and thankful for everyone who's watching us online, no matter where you are. Let us know from where you're watching us from. We'd love to be able to see that. Worship is a great opportunity for us to do that. We're worshiping in one service on Sunday at 1030. It is pajamas with PJ, so wear your pajamas if you have some pajamas to wear. Or you could also uh, wear your ugly or not so ugly Christmas sweater. Just get dressed up, get festive, come together, and we'll come together and bless our toys and things that our kids get. And we'll also uh, have an opportunity to be able to just gather and to thank God for all that's been done for us uh, over this time. I remember last year at this same time on Christmas Day, you know what happened. And, uh, you know the one year anniversary of the bombing in Nashville was a big deal and it's also a good time to remember the blessings that we have because you never know when they can be taken away and uh, so we'll gather together to do that on Sunday as well financially then we're able to give according to what God's given to us and we invite you if you'd like to give then you're welcome to do that that's not a requirement or an expectation but we're going to be taking our offering tonight for our missions and what we've been working on uh, during the course of the year, just during this season alone, we were able to supply 51 Angel Tree uh, uh, kids with all of the things for Christmas that they asked for. And that was a great opportunity from the local schools and from our food pantry families that we serve each and every day and each every week and every month. And so thankful for that. And then also we do what's called Feed the Need. Feed the Need is a second harvest mobile food pantry in which they bring a tractor trailer and we unload the food. During COVID, it's all been outside and we unload the food. We also give them breakfast. We also take prayer requests. We're also just going down the line of all these cars and talking to them and giving them hope. And the food brings hope too. So those are some of the things that we do that three times a year. The next one's in February. And uh, so we're just trying to collect up all of our resources to be able to do that, continue to help. And also to get ready for the tornadoes. Uh, in Mayfield, Kentucky, and other places that have been devastated because they're going to need work teams here soon. And we want to start getting ourselves geared up for that. So if you'd like to give towards missions tonight, just write it on a check, put an envelope with cash. You can go to Belong GSUMC and give online. Perhaps like, you know, you get home and like, okay, I want to give something to that, but I'll wait till I get home. Go to belonggsumc.com and you'll see the online giving button. You can do it right then and right there. But we'd love to be able to have that uh, as well if you'd like to give that as a part of our serving opportunity. And then our witness to be able to go forth from this place and to shine Christ's light. That's our role as Christians. So we gather these things from our heads and from our hearts and from our hands, these offerings to God. And an usher will come around, and if you want to put something in, just lift your hand, let them know. Otherwise, they'll move on and do their own thing. Uh, but they, we don't pass the plates anymore, so that's how we do an offering here.
Let's receive these offerings to God this evening.
We do give you praise and thanks today on this evening as we celebrate the birth of Christ. Lord, as the people who came to see Jesus in that manger came and brought gifts of praise and thanksgiving, so too we come tonight. Receive our gifts of praise. Receive these gifts of offering. Use them, O God, as only you can to bring transformation in this world. Lord, tonight as we come, there are those with many concerns on their heart, needs of healing, hope, compassion, just needing to feel you in a new way. Lord, come into their lives. Touch them and bring wholeness. We give you thanks tonight, O God, for all that you're doing, all that you've done, and all that you will do. We ask this in Christ's name. Amen. Please be seated. i 
case you didn't know that, that's the VeggieTales version of that song. It's a song that in my household we've grown up every year singing as we've watched the VeggieTales Christmas and Easter specials. So thanks for sharing that. We're also glad to have Hannah Barrow with us, a uh, former staff member in Indiana now. And CJ in the back. Oh, hi, hey guys. And parents are here too. That is awesome. So let's go to the Lord in prayer this evening as we center ourselves on the word for us. Gracious God, the Spirit pour into me and pour into all of us, no matter where we're at in our lives right now. Perhaps we're just dragging ourselves in here. We need a word of hope. We need a word of peace. We need some joy in our life. We need to find love in a real way. We're here gathered on this time and this hour to be able to hear your word. So speak to us through the power of the Holy Spirit, through the words that I say or the words that we hear. Whatever it is we need to know the most from you, Lord, let it open up into our lives now in these moments as we gather together. And everybody both here and everybody at home said together, Amen. So the day has finally come. It's Christmas Eve. Maybe you're half awake, just trying to struggle through it. Maybe you're wide awake and you're ready to go. But somewhere along the way, it's a joy for us to be all together in some way, either here or at home, to celebrate the birth of our Savior, Jesus Christ. For the last four weeks here at Good Shepherd, we've been celebrating the Advent season as we have remembered the powerful promises of hope and peace and joy and love were given to us in the arrival of Jesus. Say those with me. Hope. Peace. Joy. Love. Good, you're with me. You're still awake. Keep it together. It's going to be all right. Advent's about anticipating. Anticipating the coming of the Messiah to rescue the world. And as Christians today, we now anticipate the day that Jesus will return and make all things right. Christmas is marked by expectation in every way, every shape, every form. It's always been about excitedly waiting, hasn't it? As a child, as an adult, in every part of our life. As a child, one of my strongest Christmas memories is about the anticipation of waiting for my dad to arrive home as an RN from work at the VA hospital in Murfreesboro after he'd worked 12 to 16 hour shifts. Christmas Eve was also his birthday, so we had to make sure we celebrated that before we celebrated Jesus' birthday. My mom was really big about that. And I remember that I would sit and wait and watch the clock count down to the hours until we'd finally arrive from those shifts. And there was no feeling like seeing our VW bus, lime green, come into the driveway and knowing soon it'll be time to open the presents under the green tree from the 60s that we had with the color wheel that spun around and all the different colors and the icicles that hang from the branches. Anybody else have that in their house? Or waiting for Hannah to be born, who's now 18. We knew that she was coming, we had a time, but there's nothing like being there. And I was in the room when she was born and I saw lots of things and parts I never want to see again in my entire life. But it was like that Simba moment of lifting up this baby and, and seeing this newborn. 
There's no words to even describe what it was like to be there in that moment, anticipating, expecting. Christmas is so wonderful for so many reasons. The time spent with family is so sweet. The food that is shared is always so tasty. The cold weather, the lights, the snow. Yeah, no snow this year. 75 degrees. Last year we walked out of this place, there was snow on our cars when we left. <laughs> this year it's Melikulikimaka. It's Christmas in the islands. But there's so much to look forward to. It makes it so hard, whatever it is, for, it to, for us to wait for it to arrive. And that's the point, that Christmas is worth waiting for. The the real Christmas that we talk about and that we know in Jesus. The first Christmas ever was also an event that was a long time in coming. People of God were familiar with promises that had been given to them for hundreds and hundreds of years before any manger, any angels, any star, any wise men. They trusted God's faithfulness and they believed that God would come through. And we can still trust God in our lives today. Amen? And finally, in the tiny city of Bethlehem, a young couple named Joseph and Mary find themselves in a farm shed or in a cave or in some place behind an inn or a room or the family house that was too full to accommodate even a pregnant woman. And it was there in a stinky stone manger that the Savior of the world was laid. From the God of the universe to a vulnerable baby. Wrapped in swaddling clothes, just like the lambs that were sacrificed in the temple. That's why it mentions swaddling clothes. They also put the lambs in those as an offering to God. There's more than one account of this miraculous event in the Gospels. However, today I want to move away from Luke and and from Matthew's account and take a different time for a different vantage point. I want to see what we can learn from an account that does not have the traditional characters that we're all so familiar with and used to. And this story starts in John 1, 9 with these words. The true light that gives light to everyone was coming into the world. The true light. This, the way this version of this Christmas story goes, there is light that enters into the world. And the light was born into a dark world full of sin and brokenness. And not just any light, but true light. The light everyone has been waiting on. The kind of light that is bright. The kind of light that you can be able to see no matter what, wherever you're at. You see, when Jesus arrived on the scene, it was the fulfillment of promises from long ago. In fact, the book of Isaiah speaks to a day that a light would dawn on the people who were living in deep darkness. See, it's amazing how whenever you shine the light, even a light this small... It lights up places that are dark. If I shine it in places that are light, it doesn't do the same thing. But in places that are dark, it lights up. You see, the light brought hope to a hopeless situation. This light brought peace to a people who had lived in chaos. This light brought joy to a people who had been miserable. This light brought love to the human race that had forgotten about God. Jesus was known in the Scriptures as the light of God. 
of the world. And like any light, any other light, he came into the world to accomplish certain things. You see, he came to reveal the darkness that was in the corners and to bring light to it and that God would come and be a part and with them during the corners of their darkness and the places of that. And that this light would be everywhere, in every corner, not to shame us, but to heal us, to expose the darkness so we could be people of light again. And He also came to shine a light on the way, the right way to live, to show us the path. You know, lights are very good about showing us how to go in the right directions and which ways to go in our life. It's hard to navigate a dark and broken world. And the birth of Jesus lights our path. One of the reasons that we see lights everywhere during the Christmas season is because it's a constant reminder that while many of us may be familiar with the story of a baby born in a manger, it was also about a great light that comes into the world. If all of our lights were on right now, you couldn't see any of these candles. They would be pretty much just part of the background. But you see these lights shine because everywhere else is kind of a little bit dark. And these lights shine bright. That's what makes that light really work. To brighten up what otherwise feels dark. John gives a warning message in this passage, though, about the dangers of missing who this true light really is. He says, He was in the world, and though the world was made through Him, the world did not recognize Him. He came to that which was His own, but His own did not recognize Him. You see, as Jesus miraculously came into the world, a world that was created by Him, through Him, and held together by Him, the world did not recognize Him for who He really was. It's a tragedy, actually. That although many were waiting and waiting for hundreds of years for the Messiah to appear and redeem all that God had created and bring peace to the world, when the Messiah shows up, the majority don't recognize Him. But why? How could this sign not be clear? How could he have flown under the radar like this? Well, unfortunately, the main reason is because Jesus did not look like the kind of Savior that they were hoping for. They thought they were being promised a military warrior who would come and overthrow Rome. We know we think sometimes in our world that might makes right, but it doesn't. That's not who Jesus is. They thought they were being promised an activist who would lead the Jews in protest to the oppressive powers, and he didn't do that either. Instead, what God has promised is even better. More powerful than military might and activist rallies was the humble birth of God in the flesh, the incarnation, God with skin on and a sacrificial life that would free us from the world of sin that we found ourselves in. This is only the beginning that we celebrate at Christmas. It's not the end. The end comes later, and then the beginning, once again, the light that came into this world is in Bethlehem. But we also want to make sure we don't miss the gift of Jesus. What's the gift of Jesus? What does, you know... It's not Jelly of the Month Club. That's the gift that keeps on giving. That isn't the gift of Jesus. Jesus came to rescue His fellow Jews and take the hope to the ends of the earth. 
but they did not accept him. His life was a gift that was never received. You know, every year during Christmas, on Christmas Eve usually, we begin with the gift hunt. You know what the gift hunt is? The gift hunt is going through our house to try to find the things that we bought during the year or even two weeks before that we have no idea where we put them so we can wrap them and put them under the tree. Anybody else ever do that? All right. I see you at home too, raising your hands. And so you try to find these gifts. You go to a normal hiding spot, you know, the one place you think everything already is. You know, you put it over here and and you go to look for it and so you can be able to collect the presents and be prepared to get that. But when I went to the hiding spots this year, I found some things I didn't expect. What I found was some gifts from last year that I'd never gotten wrapped or anything done with. It was 2020, people. There's a box of stuff that was just sitting in my from last Christmas, still sitting in a chair from last Christmas, and there were the gifts from last year. Things we didn't receive, we didn't open during the pandemic. And it reminds me of the scene from Christmas Vacation, actually, where Clark is upstairs in the attic and he finds presents that he had never, ever given during the course of his life in the house. You see, the reason those gifts had been purchased and wrapped was to be shared, to be appreciated. There were gifts that were available last year, but they were never given or received I don't want you to leave tonight without being offered the greatest gift you can receive this Christmas season. Not only that, I'd love for you to receive this gift. Because don't miss it. Jesus was born into the world for all people. That means you. That means that He he came to rescue us. To rescue me. He came to free you from your brokenness, whatever that is. He came to shine the light of hope and peace and joy and love into your life and mine. Don't miss Him. Receive Him into your heart. Jesus goes, John goes on to tell us why the gift of God in Jesus Christ must be open. He says, yet to all who did receive Him, to those who do believe in His name, He gave the right to become children of God. Children born not of natural descent, not of human decision or a husband's will, but born of God, he says. To those who receive Christ as the greatest gift of God, they are given the right to become children of God. Different from children who are born to an earthly father or mother. And maybe your earthly father or mother was was not kind to you, was not good to you. You grew up in a bad situation and it wasn't good. That's not who God is. Your heavenly parent cares about you much more than even your earthly parents do. We become the spiritual children of the divine. God becomes our guardian, our caretaker, our parent. And in love and mercy, God forgives us, God provides for us, God guides us, God protects us. And if they are children of God, that means they are spiritual siblings of Jesus. He is our brother, who is the Son of God. They inherit the same thing as Jesus They inherit an eternal home. They inherit a resurrected body. They inherit joy unspeakable. So this Christmas, don't miss the light that has come into the world. 
Jesus has come to offer us fullness of life. But if we receive Him into our hearts, because God longs to dwell in our hearts, God came in the flesh to dwell within us. And the last verse of this passage speaks to that when it says, The Word became flesh, made His dwelling among us. We have seen His glory, the glory of the one and only Son who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. And there's something important to notice in this verse. Because Jesus is called something else besides the light. He's referred to as the Word. Say Word. You're still awake. This is great. And notice that that Word is capitalized. Jesus is the Word because He is the fulfillment of all that has been written about Him. All the prophetic promises are made true in Him. We get to see God's Word in the flesh, God with skin on. We see the glory of God in one man. If you want to know what God looks like, you don't have to look any further than the Incarnation to see God, the perfect representation of God. And Jesus came full of grace and truth. And why did He come? He came to shine the glory of God. See, that Jesus meets us with such grace. He reminds us that we are loved. If you don't know that tonight, you need to not walk out of this place without knowing that. That you are loved. Say it so in case you might hear it. Say you are loved. That's right. You're loved. You are loved. For who we are, not who we should be. And that Jesus also meets us with truth, which tells us we can be more than we are right now. We were created to be so much more than we are. We're a work in progress. And the truth of Jesus reveals the sin within our hearts, and the grace of Jesus removes it. And as He shines into our lives, He makes us new. And the beauty of Christmas is that not only does He shine into our lives, but also that He shines out through us. That it's both. It's easy to be overwhelmed by the pain and the suffering of this world, especially over the last two years when everything has turned completely different than we ever would have expected. But it's seeing all that hope because the key is believing that Jesus can help to spread the light of hope. Amen? That hope comes from Jesus. We see it even in places like Mayfield, Kentucky and across all of Tennessee where all the damage and destruction are and there are signs of hope. People helping each other. Things happening. One of my best friends is the pastor of Mayfield First United Methodist in, in Mayfield, and he see this whole sanctuary destroyed, and some people lose their lives, and plenty lose their houses, and yet there's still hope, you see. There's hope when you can feed 600 people at Feed the Need, and they can go home to know whether it's about buying Christmas presents or feeding their families. You can find hope when angel tree families come together and, and one of them pulled around when I was leaving and said, thank you so much for being able to give our grandkids this thing because you know what? There are so many grandparents who are raising their grandchildren. And you see the hope. 
and the kids who gathered at 5 o'clock to, to have that joy of, of sharing the Christmas story in a different way because they're so excited to be a part of it. And I guarantee you they'll remember every time that they do that their entire lives. Sometimes we don't even realize the kind of hope and peace and joy and love we're giving the world by the light we shine as followers of Jesus. When we love each other and we serve others and when we encourage others and we live our lives like Jesus, the world will notice and they too will say, we love your light. We love your light. It shines like no other in the darkness So I want you to do something for me. I want you to get your phones out, your smartphones, the dumb phone, most of the smartphones. I want you to find the flashlight function for me and turn your flashlights on on your phone. Somebody like, I've never even had a flashlight. Yes, every phone has a flashlight on it. Now you know something new. You'll be able to find yourself in the dark. Once you find it, don't blind anyone. Don't blind yourself. And once you find it, I want you to shine it up into the air, like just above you, and do that. Davis is going to turn a few little lights off, I think, over here, if he can make it over there. We're all a little worried out at the end of this evening. But I want you to be able to, when you, when you shine it up, what you're going to be able to see as he pulls the lights down is your little light does more than you think that it does to light your space. You can shine it on the back walls. You can shine it around you. Just shine it and see how much light it puts out everywhere. Just don't blind each other. Shine it towards the ceiling, the corners, any place you see darkness around you in the world. See, and though one light in the world may seem like it does not have the power to light up the dark, look and see what each light does together to light up for Christ. The light itself becomes powerful. My light just died. Well, that's very sad. (laughs) But see, now the lights are off. Look how much... Look how much this little light can do to be able to dispel the darkness. And if you haven't been here before or you haven't realized, our dove is now lit once again in the ceiling. But you can only see it when it's dark, see? Because the light shines. So as we think about this and we think about our light being powerful, I want you to consider what it means to shine your light bright into the world that Christ has given us by giving himself and by being the light of the world. Let us pray. Incarnate Christ, we pray that you would turn our hearts towards you on this Christmas Eve. Let us not get caught up in the hustle and the bustle of this season and miss out on the promised gifts of hope and peace and joy and love that you sent to us on that first Christmas. We light these candles tonight. Later, they may be a reminder to us that we are the very light of Christ to the world. Thank you, God, for your measurable gift. In Jesus' precious name we pray. And everybody both here and at home said together, Amen. And so as we gather together into a time of communion and preparing ourselves to receive this great gift of sacrifice given to us, I invite Pastor Rick to come forward and the praise team will begin making their way and everyone. And I invite you to join page 13 in the hymnal in front of you, but it's also going to be on the screen, so you're welcome to just follow along. The Lord be with you. And also with you. Lift up your hearts. We lift them up to the Lord. Let's give thanks to the Lord, our God. 
It is right to give our thanks and praise. It is right and a good and joyful thing always and everywhere to give thanks to you, Almighty God, Creator of heaven and earth. You created light out of darkness and brought forth life on the earth. You formed us in your image and breathed into us the breath of life. When we turned away and our love failed, your love remained steadfast. You delivered us from captivity, made covenant to be our sovereign God, and spoke to us through your prophets. In the fullness of time, you gave your only Son, Jesus Christ, to be our Savior. And at his birth, the angels sang, Glory to you in the highest, and peace to your people on earth. And so with your people on earth and all the company of heaven, we praise your name and join their unending hymn. Holy, holy, holy Lord, God of power and might, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. Holy are you and blessed your son, Jesus Christ, as Mary and Joseph went from Galilee to Bethlehem and there found no room. So Jesus went from Galilee to Jerusalem and was despised and rejected. As in the poverty of a stable, Jesus was born. So by the baptism of his suffering, death, and resurrection, you gave birth to your church, delivered us from slavery to sin and death, and made with us a new covenant by water in the Spirit. As your word became flesh, born of woman on that night long ago, so on the night in which he gave himself up for us, he took the bread, he gave thanks to you, broke the bread, and gave it to the disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And when supper was over, he took the cup, he gave thanks to you, gave it to his disciples and said, Drink from this, all of you. This is the blood of the new covenant poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. And so, in remembrance of these, your mighty acts in Jesus Christ, we offer ourselves in praise and thanksgiving as a holy and living sacrifice in union with Christ's offering for us as we proclaim the mystery of faith. Christ Christ has died. Christ Christ is is risen. Christ will come again. Pour out your Holy Spirit on us gathered here and on these gifts of bread and wine. Make them be for us the body and blood of Christ that we may be for the world the body of Christ redeemed by his blood. By your Spirit make us one with Christ, one with each other, and one in ministry to all the world until Christ comes in final victory and we feast at his heavenly banquet. Through your Son, Jesus Christ, with the Holy Spirit in your holy church, all honor and glory is yours, almighty God, now and forever. And everyone both here and at home said together, Amen. Amen. So this evening we invite you, as you're on site, to be able to uh, receive... Uh, The communion elements, they have a juice cup with a piece of bread on top of it. You will come forward and pick that up and then return to your seats. Everybody here will come this way down here, pick it up, and then return back to your sections to be able to receive. We'll all take it all at one time. We invite you at home if you have uh, particular things at home that you're using to get those ready as well. And now I invite you, the table is open, to come and to get your elements and return to your seats.
several ways that you can do this. Sometimes the bread works better if you dip a little bit in the juice before you uh, take part of it. The body of Christ broken and given for each one of us in love. The blood of Christ shed for us in sacrifice to show us how much He cared. Let us pray. Through this holy mystery, O God, you continue to reveal yourself to us. Fill us with your Holy Spirit, O God, that we might go forth and proclaim each day. Christ is risen. Christ is alive. Christ has been born. May this day be the beginning of a new journey for us. Through the power of your Holy Spirit, we ask this in Christ's name. Amen. Amen. Make sure everybody has a candle or a glow stick or whatever else you've chosen to use this evening. Make sure you have that. If you don't, lift a hand so we can make sure you get you one. Um, yes, yes, there you go. A little trick of the trade to make sure that you're not trying to do each other with candles, trying to figure out what to do. The person who has the light who's coming to you, if your candle's unlit, just go in at the exact angle like this and it lights right up. No, no having to try to figure out what you're doing all of this. We will come down and we will um, be able to light your candles and you can light the person next to you and that's going to be kind of sporadic because of uh, where we're at right here. But we're going to start in Sing Silent Night and we'll be standing as we get the candles lit to sing Silent Night together. So let us begin this great old tradition been around for hundreds and hundreds of years by an organ master whose organ was broken and he had a song for Christmas Eve. They wrote this song, put it together, just like a regular church, trying to figure it out, but all they had was the guitar. The guitar was a common instrument that nobody wanted to use for doing anything. And they wrote it, and now it has become, for hundreds and hundreds of years, the most beloved song of all. So let us stand and sing Silent Night. Thank you. 
Look at the candle of the others around you. See how much light it puts out, just these simple candles in a room of darkness. In a minute, we're going to extinguish these candles. But before we do that, the light has to become of who we are. So we can take this light inside of us to go out into a world that still has darkness at every turn and every corner. The light of the world has come, and His light has come to us. And our call is to share that light with others no matter where we go. So as we blow these candles out and as we think about that, what that really means, we also have to remember why we light candles in the first place for things like this. Because in really, in reality, what we're doing is this. It's happy birthday to Jesus, the greatest present ever given to us. May we take his presence and put that inside of us. And may we shine our light into the world of darkness outside. You may blow your candles out. And there'll be baskets on the way out to put your candles in as we close. And since it is past 12 o'clock, then the hope that we have had has arrived. Baby Jesus is here. He has been born. And we celebrate His arrival into our world with the greatest song of joy that's ever been written. Never is a Christmas song. It was never meant to be that. But Isaac Watts, writing his contemporary music that was the demon's words back then, along with the words from Handel, became the greatest known Christmas song ever. Joy to the world. Let us sing with great gusto and with great joy. Let us sing.
the world with joy in your hearts. The Savior has been born. Everything is right with the world when it comes to Him. No matter what's going on in your world, it may not be where it needs to be or where it's supposed to be. He is there. He is Emmanuel, God with us. He will not abandon us. He will not forsake us. He will be with us to bring us hope, to help us to find peace, to bring joy to our lives, and to bring love into our hearts. May we go forth from this place and shine the light of God into the darkness of this world. Amen. Amen. And to close it off, go tell it on the mountain, wherever you are, no matter who you are, no matter where you go, right? Go tell it on the mountain. Here we go. No. Okay. That was his last year.